thank theologies for the clergy. I just believe in Jesus. Certain hermeneutics of eschatology demand an exegetical approach. I think you shouldn't question what you were taught in church. Isn't that blasphemy or something? Theology. Theology. Unplugged. Welcome to Theology Unplugged. Uh, it is great to have you joining us. We are back in studio, still talking about the issue of abortion, and still with my same guests. Who are they? It's a mystery to everyone. No, it's not. It's Clint and Carrie. Uh, or is it Kiwi? <laughs> I had dental work, so yeah. you may not recognize. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's not it, that bad. It, it's a different Carrie that <laughs> is present. Her she she looks droopy mouth. She kind of looks like she had a stroke. <laughs> but uh, she is going to attempt to join with us as we talk about abortion in this series that we're doing called Theology and Culture, right? Theology That's and right. Culture. Yeah. Even though on the iTunes it just comes up for some reason. And, and culture, culture. Which yeah. I'm investigating why that's happening. But um, we're not we're not claiming censorship yet. But uh, we are... Conspiracy! But if, but if we do find out it is, we'll do a podcast about it. There we go. <laughs> the uh, iTunes conspiracy to uh, censor... Conservative. Yep. They hate theology. Language. They like culture, but they hate theology. That's right. So that's why they they nix the first word. All right, guys. Well, we yeah. need to we need to pick up where we left off, or maybe just kind of um, uh, start the, the, our, our next chapter in this, which I, I think we're going to do uh, talking about responding to the arguments that people uh, who believe in abortion uh, pro uh, pro what are they pro pro choice. Pro choice. Uh, pro-choice people will make concerning this issue. So let, let's talk about that. Let's go through the, the various arguments. And Clint, I think you know them better than anybody else because you're, you teach on this topic very often and you're probably around um, a, a lot of people who will bring up these challenges, probably know which ones are the most legitimate, which ones are the most, you know, just uh, uh, are, are on the lips of people these days. So can you start us off here? Yeah, and the thing is, last time we were wide-ranging, we gave a big overview of it. And when we get down to our arguments, the ones we, that I think that I think we agree we should spend uh, all of our time on, we may, not, we may not address every kind of rhetorical thing that you hear these days because, in my opinion, probably half, maybe more than half, of what you get today, right? You know, right now, like in, say the last few months, uh, doesn't even merit really much discussion. But there's not even an argument in it. In other words, it's just, it's just rhetorical flourishes. It's just trying to hijack language, uh, using I don't know what you would call it. What do you think? Emotions. Um, you know, like it's, I heard, it's an argument by way of emotive assertion. Yeah, th this morning I was just. I was just going through across the dial, and I heard a quote by some uh, politician, um, and she said, well, she said, you know, sometimes you can achieve such a moral clarity on a topic that we don't need to debate it anymore. And she was talking about abortion. Hmm. What she meant was, I don't really need to get into this right now because it's just so abundantly clear that a woman has her rights, so you know why should I waste my time? So, but see, that's just that's avoidance to me. To me, all I hear when I hear that is, 
It's yeah. like you're scared of what you might find if yeah. you actually have this discussion. Well, we don't want to be guilty of that for sure. So, as is our custom, I think we want to lay out what are the best arguments that we hear being made for for the, the view that we do not hold. Right. Uh, and how do, what do we say to those things? Uh, because then we can at least say that we're doing our due diligence. Well, one of them we were mentioning just briefly, and I don't think we have to spend much time on it, is from the Bible itself. Yeah. You know, there is... This is kind of one of the ones that they would not say, where they would not say, hey, this is what I believe based upon the Bible. It's, hey, let me challenge your own worldview because you believe in the Bible, therefore, how do you deal with this? There's this passage they appeal to that, in their mind, sanctions abortion or condones it. And which passage is that? That would be from the book of Exodus. You're going all the way back to the Torah or the the Pentateuch. The first fibers, right? You know, just, to, just Five as an first. aside, because here I am, as you, as you mentioned something, I, I looked up online trying to find out, because I've wondered this myself, and I think I've searched this many times before, but, you know, whenever you're on, whenever you're on Google and you search uh, existence of God debate, and you hit video, and then all of a sudden you have, like, yeah. all these formal debates that are going on. I just did the same thing with abortion, and there's not one. I, I'm scrolling as far as I can, and it just shows people discussing it, but there's no formal debates. And I don't think I've ever seen a formal debate so that I can understand the other side in a formal way. You know, what are, they, what are the 10 arguments that they use that are very strong? I understand it with the existence of God, you know, the problem of evil and, sure. and the, the uh, silence of God, so on. But with this, that's kind of the deal. And whenever you're saying this, so much of it is rhetorical, that that is true. I mean, it's just all rhetorical statements. Forty-five seconds, you know, five minutes, two minutes, you know, just somebody picketing. There's nothing. There's yeah. no formal debates about abortion that I know of, where where anybody is not, and, and in my mind, not uh, scared, or or the, anybody who is brave enough to get up and say, I'm gonna give a good solid defense. <laughs> Of abortion, but anyway, we're going to try to do our best <laughs> yeah. to represent that side of the debate. So they may start with uh, talking about Exodus. It's all the more reason why we should be doing this. Sorry this for sidetracking. Well, it's, that. it's a good point. There's there's a void here. I mean, people need this. Mm-hmm. They they're not getting it. Yeah. And um, setting aside setting aside the fact that you were using YouTube just then when you did that or Google yeah. or whatever. Setting aside the fact that um, not to be too conspiratorial, but it would not surprise me if if um, the few substantive quality debates that there have been would not get high billing yeah. in the old YouTube and Google matrix because they don't want those things going out. Uh, but again, it's, it tests it's slam dunk type stuff, right? I mean, it's a, it, we're, it we're doesn't dealing behoove with you if, uh, yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, as for this one, by the way, I, I think we should say this is not that common. I mean, this using, using Exodus, as you said, to sort of say, Hey, you people, you people appeal to your Bible a lot. Well, how do you like this passage? We may encounter it. I don't think it's that wildly it's popular not, not in the that culture. Prevalent. But you should still have something to say about it. So can we just say, um, I'll just read what it says in Exodus 21 What are you going to read? What, what version are you going to read from? Are you going to well, read from the version that maybe they might use? Uh, 
well, you know, I think we're a little bit at odds on this because, uh, frankly, I I saw a version listed that was said it was in a NASB, but then you read an NASB that actually had it worded differently. Yeah. And the key word is where it where it deals with the woman. Well, you got to remember the, the update baby. happened in 1996. That may that, be you may they be might have the made an update, one. which yeah. good for them if they did because the key here is. Um, and I'll just leave it blank. What it says, if two men struggle with each other and they strike a woman with child so that she, and here's the key Hebrew verb here, how do you translate it? And it's this, this verb, yasa, which you read a lot of translations that say the baby comes forth, the child is born prematurely, right? Yeah, Something yeah. like that. But, but some of the translations, and maybe even maybe the older ones did this more often, would say miscarriage, which miscarriage in English... I mean, pretty strongly applies that the baby didn't make it. Right. Which would make you think when you read it, wait a minute, they caused her baby to die. Right. Then you keep reading and it says that it's a fine. He shall be fined as the woman's husband may demand of him. The judges will decide. So then they say, so, so the argument on that side would be, hey, look here. Your Bible says that somebody accidentally causes a woman's baby to die and it's just a fine. So how's that... How's that murder? How's that considered in yeah. equal life? Of course, as we've already indicated, this has everything to do with what happened to that baby. And as as uh, certain theologians have indicated, this verb yasa <clears throat> mean doesn't doesn't imply death at all. It implies coming forth, and it's used over a thousand times in all kinds of ways to talk about coming out, coming forth, um, escaping, proceeding, all these different thing places it's used. You can do your own study of it. But you don't get death involved any time. And then in the context of that, it certainly doesn't indicate there was death. And furthermore, there is a word used in a handful of places that more specifically does mean does, abortion right. or miscarriage. And it's very specific in those cases. And that, of course, is a totally different um, Hebrew word. And according to one place I read, I don't think any of us in here would claim that we're... Uh, you know, fluent uh, readers of the ancient no. Hebrew. So we, we use the tools like the rest of you uh, would use, and, and we would uh, appeal to those. But the, this verb, nepel, Hebrew word. I do know Hebrew verbs often are three consonants, right? They're the three-letter root. Yeah. But so nepel, which is used in Job, Psalm, and Ecclesiastes at least. And then there's a verb, sakal, I didn't even mention this, uh, that, is actually, that is actually translated abort in a, in a handful of places. Um, in Genesis and um, in Exodus, either that or miscarry. Uh, but but you have Job 21.10, the ox mates without fail, his ca his cows calve, calve and do not abort. So there are a couple of words, and they're not used in that passage we read them in Exodus. Hmm. They're not used. And so uh, we have every reason to suppose that 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 passage wasn't referring to the baby Abortion. being killed, yeah. and, and as I look but through, to it being born prematurely, which right. is risky. And, and I'm is, looking you know, through about 25 translations right now, and I find two. One that definitely has to do with uh, abort. Uh, the other one that probably does, or uh, yeah, abort. Um, and it's contemporary English version, which says, um, "Suppose a pregnant woman suffers a miscarriage as a result of an injury caused by someone who is fighting." That's number one. And then the good news translation or paraphrases, if some men are fighting and hurt a pregnant woman so that she loses her child, but she is not injured in any other way. So those are the only two, but every other one. I mean, and I'm talking about the big ones. Uh, here's the Christian standard version, which says, 
the child is born prematurely. Even the King James doesn't really uh, give us any indication of what's going on. It just says her fruit depart. It kind of mm-hmm. leaves it, you know, uninterpreted. Um, New American or Standard from update. Her. That doesn't mean. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A New American Standard update says. Um, uh, so that she gives birth prematurely. Brian, no, not Brian doesn't matter. English Standard Version. It says, so that her children come out. Um, but there is no harm. So it, it, it takes the next phrase and identifies it with the previous way. Mm-hmm. And basically says, yes, the child is born, but there is no harm to the child. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that may indicate the force of what's going on here. Yeah. And the reason why. Okay, born prematurely, but it's okay. And that's the emphasis. But the child is okay. And that's what I would, that's what I would take people to if they were using this uh, argument. Probably the people who are using the argument have never really studied it. Of course. They've heard it. They've seen a meme, something like that, and so it's something to that's easily corrected. Right. And they typically are probably people who do not have a wider sense of the overall, overarching theology of the Bibles. You know, Bible. So, you know, we we can say when it comes to that specific passage, at the very, very least, um, you know. Well, let's put it the other way. At the at the very most, what you've got is the mere possibility that that word could imply the death of the child it would be the only place it's used like that yeah uh but then over against that you have the entirety of the rest of the, of the, the bible witness of scripture yeah that, good luck that, defending a practice like abortion exactly, from the rest of it using you know? the rest of scripture so we should we can move on i think to to your other kinds of arguments that they make and here i think it's it's a why it's an open field i mean and i i was thinking how what the most logical way to proceed through them is. So you can tell me what you think, but you can start with you can start with um, the notion of of um, you know I don't even know if this is debatable, but species. I mean, is it? So the question we asked: Are we talking about a human being yet? Um, you know, or at what point are we talking about a human being, or are we talking about a human being? But it's justifiable to kill that human being, and on what grounds? Um, you can you can draw the whole gestation period and say, here's conception, here's live birth. Now go to the board and m- mark mark the line What's where you acceptable? think it's morally okay to, to kill it. Yeah. Um, and and then you have to make an argument why you think it's okay then. And it wasn't a, yeah. not okay after. Yeah. And all this is, of course, we're not going to be able to escape the, the fact that we're talking about from some first principles here, right? Won't this just get down and to some really basic worldview stuff? And that's, that's what's missing in the marketplace out there where you see, and I say the marketplace of ideas, I mean now what is pretty much social media. That seems to be missing on the, on the side of people who are in favor of abortion. They're not really getting at the first principles, unless their first principle is reproductive health of the mother or the woman, women's reproductive rights and all of that. That seems to be their starting point, as opposed to um, what is entailed by what is they're bringing about, what they're doing, you know, in exercising their quote-unquote right. <clears throat> what is that doing? So the first principle argument is something that people really aren't talking about that much, because when you bring it up, then they'll come they back. They escape it, or they, they skip it. 
Yeah. And they just go on to pragmatic Okay, well, so things, both of right? you guys right. said a couple of episodes ago, or last episode, the issue is not uh, when does life begin, but when does personhood or when does humanity or, yeah. begin, right? Is that right? Well, yeah. it does if you, it. if you share the idea that, that human beings, like I said, this is presuppositional sort of, right? Because yes. in some ways this parallels our other arguments like about God. It's presuppositional. Let's say for a moment, which I've, I've said this to people before, let me for a moment, for the sake of argument, assume, just for the sake of the discussion, a totally different worldview than what I have, mm -hmm. including all of its essential presuppositions and first principles. Let's say that I'm, a, I'm nothing but a materialist. Let's start with the most radical. Yeah. I mean, the opposite yeah. of what I... Right. I mean, like this, you know... We're, Which means there's nothing but the material nothing, world yeah. the, that exists. There's nothing outside of it. There's yeah. no supernatural. There's no God. There's nothing this, that transcends... This is a story the of but a being right. a universe came to exist. Right. Lightning struck mud. Here we are by the, by the most amazing, remarkable chances. Who would have thunk it? Creatures walking around. There's no rhyme or reason to it. We'll be here for a short time. It'll the story will be over. Nobody will remember it. Okay. But in the meantime, here so we you're, are. You're a material. If we, if I assume that, well, then not only can I justify any abortion, at least on big picture grounds. Yeah. If we want to talk pragmatic things of I mean, yeah. society living together, but big picture grounds, not only can I justify any abortion. I'm sorry to have to say, I think I can make a case for lots of other murders, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or lots of other yeah. kinds of killing for lots of other kinds of reasons. Inside or outside. But because then, ultimately, but I don't know, yeah. who cares? Here's where we come back and we say, well, yes, I'm a materialist, but I do believe that the evolutionary process has built within us a, a preservation of life, uh, uh, the, the, the propagation of our species to move forward. And I'm not sure that that what is in the womb is qualified as part of our species yet is that how it would go maybe maybe but if i but if that's my view then i can justify selective abortion for sure because if my interest is the species the purity of the ongoing advance then i can do eugenics basically and then i can ditch all i i can throw into the dumpster all the babies including newborns who who are who demonstrably have genetic problems that's no good for yeah, the species. Yeah, why, li why limit it to the womb at that point? Okay, let's say I don't. Let's say I say, well, no, no, that's not the point. Once it's part of the species, once we've got this far along in the evolutionary process, we propagate the entirety of the species, and we, we understand that this is kind of uh, where we're at, and this is, this is the protection that we have for our own. And so I'm not saying that we should selectively make the species better. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that it uh, part of our species moves forward. Okay. So... That's why I would cry and, foul on that, though. But but what, what are you saying to be consistent? Are yeah. you saying then at this point for us the best type of argument to say is is basically let's draw a line and maybe draw it out and say here's birth, here's conception, here's birth, here's five years old, here's seventy years old. Which where does it become yeah. a species and why is that what you're saying? Or where does it become a person? Where does, where does it, it where become does it a become person? That which that to which rights are owed and yeah. we are obligated and, and it has rights. And what would they say? I mean, help me out. Well, let's pretend we're materialists. I think the be if I'm be you know, and not to um, caricature it or make it look straw man it, but if I'm if I'm going to as as one guy said, it's hard not to straw man it. As one guy this. said, I'm going to try to I mean, steel man it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to make it look as good as I think I could do. Yeah. In that situation, and I think what I would probably have to say is, well, look, um, 
we, you know, there are certain rules we need to have in place in our society for it to function smoothly. Otherwise, we will degenerate into barbarism, and that's not good for everybody. And, and if we get too freewheeling with who we kill and why, that would move us toward barbarism. So that's why we want to make sure we don't, that generally speaking, we don't, we have rules where you can't kill people. Uh, and when you get to be people um, is, I guess, um, maybe I could either say once you're out of the womb, we have an emotional attachment to you because we've seen you now. We've seen your little face. We've heard your little cries. So peoplehood is subjective at that point. I mean... Well, personhood is completely quite arbitrary subjective. within a, a materialistic And by the way, framework. if I'm a materialist, I, I'm a little fuzzy on what personhood even is. Yeah. Isn't it just the sum total of a bunch of features we have? Yeah, because if it's There's all... There's no soul. It, there is no soul. Well, let's, so, let's not be materialist then because... Because these oh, people, I agree. I don't, we don't I'm want not. to believe yeah. this. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying right. I'm, I'm, as yeah. a representative of the yeah. uh, opposition, because the people that I see out there, they wouldn't claim, yeah, I'm material. Right. Know all this. They wouldn't know all they, this I stuff. know. They don't know the nuances. But well, the whole thing. Because as we talked about, it's, it's very emotional yeah. for this them at this point. This is methodological it's, anyway. It's more, you know, the like you said, the handmaid's tale. That's the end I'm looking at. Yeah. So I'm just trying to. But you push those type of people. Uh, and, and you ask this question, okay, when does it begin? And, and would they say at birth? I mean, is that the main argument out there? Is some, there that? Some of them do. Most of them do, I think, for emotional reasons yeah. and because you're being outcast. If you, if you, But there are some that are bold enough. We've mentioned a couple of names in the past. So along with a few tenured people in academic places whose names most people do not know, and they will own this position and they will, and they will defend infanticide, there are just a few others that I've heard, but they're very rare. But I was going to say, I heard a clip from some woman the other day that was on a news story or something, and I can't remember who she is, but she must be someone of enough importance to get quoted. And she was saying, she was saying, we, we, this is a, let's face it, this is something we're killing, but we need the right to kill it for the sake of our freedom. And I thought that was a rather bold assertion on her part most people won't even say that. So for that but those, reason, those I are say the type it's, of things that that pro-lifers grab a hold. They create memes. They you know they throw that stuff out there because they love it. Somebody finally admitted mm-hmm. you know to that stuff. But most people most won't, won't. Right? Most won't. Most won't. Most people. She's probably are, criticized for saying that. I'm sure by her own side. Where are they going in their own mind, and what are they? Well, how are they responding to this type of stuff? Where you say, get the timeline out. Tell me. And if they say, well, the best I can say is at birth. Then what would he say? Well, okay. So can can we? So, you know, we, the whole reason why in the why this we took this excursion, assuming the materialist view, is, is just to show that this important point that people fly over and forget, which is yeah. a lot of the difference here goes down deep to your, the roots of your how you see things. The world and, yeah. and if you swap out your most basic philosophical commitments, you'll arrive in different places. But let's get to where we are today, where you have a lot of people, including people who claim. Um, to be Roman Catholic and Protestant, you know, and evangelical. Yeah, yeah. they claim those titles, which means in, that they're claiming to share the basic presuppositions we hold. And yet, they end up saying pro choice all the way. That's the only moral view that we should defend. Pro lifers are, you know, whatever you want to say they are cool, crazy, cultic, yeah. uh, religious zealots, want to control women and blah blah so what do we say what are their arguments maybe that's where because that's isn't that probably the the bigger 
chunk of people that we are that we're that's, dealing that's with. That's the now. only one. Maybe it's the only chunk, as we said last time. If the polls are correct about who supports abortion, the younger generation is not. Then yes, that is the that is the only ones that are out there making their voice heard. I mean, they're they're not in their debates, but they're they're on the airways promoting something. And so, and and as you said, it's it's not being talked about and. Some of the times, I, th- I think whenever whenever you're saying, okay, <laughs> draw out the line and tell me when it begins, I think that's the slam dunk right there because nobody's right. going to be able to do it and say why. I mean, it'd be interesting for somebody to come out and say, here's where it starts and here's exactly why, but nobody really can pinpoint nobody that. Can. And so our, uh, maybe they say, we're just not sure. It's always and, arbitrary, yeah. yeah and the but, line moves with technology. Yeah. But once upon a time, you could have said viability, which is when the baby can survive yeah. without help. Outside the well, okay. guess what? That line is moving. And, and it keeps... That line is decades old. It keeps yeah. moving. Yeah. By the way, it's moving not the way they want to. It moves back. It moves back in Was time. it recently 23-week-old? Yeah. So uh, how can you say that that's what it is? Or... Really? Or once upon a time, yes. they might have said, three. and it was eight ounces. Well, I think? The, 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 yeah, the, the medical uh, and, and advances allow for this. Healthy a couple of weeks ago. And so, what if you say, well, well when been... it looks like a baby? But now that we have now that we have ultrasounds that are more and more colorful and specific, and guess what? It looks like a baby sooner than you thought it did. But but wait, wait a minute. No. We we need to get back to that viability because that's the argument I hear the most. Oh, just to the common folk is like whenever the baby is uh, able to survive on its own, it is connected to the mother, it is no longer part of the mother in that sense. And therefore, that's when we ascribe personhood to it. What it, What is the argument? Do you, do you say, well, technology now has moved back to 36 weeks, and then somebody says, okay, well, what about before 36 weeks? Are we okay to abort? What do, what do we say at, the, at these points? Well, that argument only takes place, it seems to me, if if you are agreeing that viability is the gold standard of when you can morally abort, you know when. Yeah. But but I mean I don't think any of us w- would agree that that is. How can they even establish that? Because no, it's, it's too shaky. It's too mobile to make that your standard. Other, if you make that your standard, your standard changes tomorrow. Yeah. Possibly. Well, I mean, I mean, the biggest question is if I would, if somebody said it's viability, I'd say why. Right. You know, why is it viability? Yeah. I mean, even if it's dependent upon the mother until the time it comes out of the womb, if if you're talking about viability, are you talking about, uh, of course, you know, the old argument where you say, are you talking about internal viability? But what about the viability once it, you know, gets out of the womb? Because yeah. I think humans... And why make a difference? Because we're... I think humans are the only ones, the only species where you have someone born and the mother, I mean, they have to stay with it literally for, you know, almost, you know, I don't know how many years, but, you know, at least... 10, 15, yeah. well, I mean, 20 years, like, if, if you're in my house, just, 20 to 25 just years. Just yesterday, we had these birds yeah. nesting in our fern on the on the hanging basket on the porch. They'd been nesting. Well, they took flight yesterday, the babies did. And I yeah. watched that, and I thought about that. That kind of parallels this, that the mom and dad were like, okay, they watched, them, they watched them get out of the nest, and then they st- watched them kind of... Yeah. And that was it. They, they told gone. them. They told them go get and, jobs. And, uh, that's right. Well, yeah, we, 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 we've had two litters of puppies, but, German Shepherds, recently. The same thing. Where yeah. we watch the mothers, and we, we have these litters all the time uh, because we got two girl German Shepherds yeah. and two boy German Shepherds. Right. But we uh, watch these litters all the time, and we see the mm-hmm. mother. And I mean, she's totally committed for the first week, and maybe two yeah. weeks, and then all of a sudden, she doesn't want to stay around them she that wants much distance. more. Right. And then finally, they get teeth. And she is Forget gone it. because yeah. she doesn't want to have anything to 
not heard unlike that. when I, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. my children were we, like we've all seen months, this. Like, oh. okay, here we go. Here we go. Viability is yeah. when they get teeth. Right. You know, I mean, it, it's just <laughs> come on. Where do you go? Because well, see, in the human the, species, you are going to have to extend that timeline much, yeah, much further. Yeah, because viability. I mean, and in, in if that means like independent and able to survive independent of anything other than themselves. Well, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you have that with children that they're completely dependent upon their yeah. parents for a few years yeah. at least. But then you also, that, that brings up ethical questions about people who are in a comatose state. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. They're completely dependent upon other people. They're completely dependent upon machines. Um, but there's still that, hopefully, desire for them to come out of that comatose state. But if we were to apply the same sort of standard as we do to fetuses within the womb to comatose patients, if viability is all that counts, well, then, again, it's arbitrary. And then you can just start picking people off as you see fit, yeah, right? Yeah. Do you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, the same principle applies much When you argue it to the absurd. Okay, let me, let me go in this direction then because I've, I have heard this, and we're still talking about the viability. We're still talking about, you know, it being dependent upon the mother. Sure. Well, we might, we might uh, here's what uh, somebody might respond. They say, well, yes, but um, think of it this way. Think of this illustration where you have a, a, a gentleman who is uh, stranded in a hospital, and he needs he needs uh, someone to be connected to him. Okay, well, whoa, time out. Maybe we should. You, you're just you're basically going right into one the of the historic argument. arguments that we should we should probably donate. I mean, I think we're... That'll be the next episode. Okay, okay. And, and by the way, just to say on that, that's good because because notice something that we have not done in our whole discussion from the beginning, which which opponents, people who disagree with us, would be complaining. They would say, you guys are forgetting about and missing what to them is the whole important issue. We haven't even brought it up, and that is, what are a woman's rights over her body and what... There you, you know, go, you're, because you're at this point you're crossing over. We, the same see, argument is crossing. Not only over. do we start from the different positions, we just did this whole thing. In fact, for that matter, go back to the previous two we did, and we haven't even really asked that question yet. But it just shows you how different our starting places are morally. But but when you ask Michael, what are the main arguments? I would say today that is number one, top of the leaderboard is. All what you hear now is next week. women. It's about Bodily women. Autonomy. It's about women's rights, women's autonomy. It's a basic human right. That's the be-all and the end-all of the other side. That's so right. we have to address those arguments. And, and that's okay. what we can we can hit on because what, what you're going into there is what's historically known as the violin argument or violinist argument. We'll read some of it. And you we'll know. read it. Uh, but real quick, just to finish up on this one, um, essentially personhood, we were trying to establish that. And... I hope we demonstrated that within a materialistic paradigm, and what that means is that there's no transcendence, and as Christians, we obviously believe in transcendence. We believe that there is something other than just the empirical that we can taste and touch and feel. But with the materialist, I mean, at, at the end of the day, their uh, establishment or their establishing what personhood is is ultimately arbitrary. And if something is arbitrary, meaning it's subjective and dependent upon an individual or the collective or whatever, um, that's not really a sound argument in favor or for or against anything if it's just an arbitrary standard. And we as Christians would say, 
well, we have an objective standard of what defines a person. And uh, real quick, what that is, one of you guys want to really kind of give that a minute and then we'll wrap it up. Give a minute to that. You have teeth. You're good at video games. <laughs> you said. Yeah. You're not a canine. Well, I mean, I think that's a whole different podcast. I'm not even sure if in a minute you can. I mean, we're, okay. we're no, personhood. Let's just leave everything to that, and then we'll, we'll pick it up next time. I can't open that can. Theology 